welcome back to another episode of Well Down. We are your hosts, Brooke Snyder and Peyton Janicek. Today's episode is all about something so exciting. Um, I will let Peyton make the official big announcement. Yeah. Go ahead. So very big news, which is that I'm pregnant. Um, it feels like really crazy to say that out loud. Um, and as exciting as it is, I do want to start by giving a trigger warning that I might touch lightly on prior loss here. Um, and for those who are sensitive to that subject, so I'm going to keep it pretty light on that part. I just, it'll get brought up anyways, somehow at some point. Um, so I want to make sure that I'm respectful of that. Um, but at this time that we're recording, so it's September 29th, um, I'm five weeks and two days. So I'm so, so early. Um, and the craziest part is that I've actually already known for like two whole weeks. I cannot even believe that. I I know. (laughs) And you've known for two weeks. I know. Um, but we'll kind of get into that. So that's, that's the big news. Okay. Um, yes. So today's episode is going to be a little bit different. We're both so I mean, I'm like extremely excited about the big news and wanted to ask Peyton about her experience with pregnancy thus far, what she's doing to prioritize her wellness, go over some important nutrition facts and information during this stage of life. Um, Maybe some of you are also pregnant, planning to become pregnant or know of someone that this episode would benefit. So I'll be asking Peyton questions, kind of interview style. And you'll get to hear all about her experience. And I know I have already learned so much about the process. So I can't wait for you guys to learn from her as well. Okay. Are you ready? Yeah. All right. Well, I, my first question is how did you find out and what was going through your mind when you did find out? Yeah. So, um, to give a quick backstory, so I'm going to try to, again, keep this part kind of light, Um, but Kanan and I decided to kind of start trying or stop preventing in July and literally about two weeks after that, we found out I was pregnant and I was actually like, I would have been at Brooke's wedding, Mm -hmm. which is crazy. I remember you talking briefly about it to one of the other bridesmaids because she had recently found out that she was pregnant and like I could kind of hear these conversations in the background, yeah. but in my head was just like, there's no way. Yeah. And so I just kind of kept it moving. Which at that point it was so early that like I, I had no idea, but I was like, I mean, there's a possibility, right. but like, I don't, I don't know. I and also so, had other things going on. So I was yeah. like, we'll circle back with yeah. this. <laughs> and so, um, surprise I was, um, and we were super excited. Um, but fast forward a week, we ended up actually losing that pregnancy. So we decided that we would just move forward and trying again right away um, because we felt good mentally and physically. I felt okay. And so here we are about two months later. Um, so with that being said, I was actually tracking my estimated ovulation using OPKs. And people in the like trying to conceive world will know a lot of these these kind of acronyms or things that people say, but I'll try to explain what they are. So OPKs are ovulation predictor kits. And I was using these to see kind of like how my body was processing our loss because my body is typically really regular. I kind of ovulate at the same time. I usually have the same period or, you know, within a day or two. And so I was using those OPKs, which detect, um, they detect your LH or your luteinizing hormone, which rises to a peak about 24 to 48 hours before you ovulate. So a lot of women will use this, um, just to kind of see maybe when they will ovulate as long as their body's functioning properly, then you typically will see that ovulation happen. 
Um, so if you're trying to conceive, you probably know this already, but ovulation is when you basically want to have sex because it's your best chance for conception. Or if you're trying to prevent, or if you're trying to prevent you, that would be the time where you would be extra cautious cautious or abstain. Right. Exactly. Um, I want to add that I don't really tell Kanan when I'm ovulating because I think it's easier to connect when you don't feel like there's that pressure. So even though I kind of know, and he probably has an idea because he kind of knows like throughout my cycle where I'm at anyways, we just don't really talk about it. So I kind of know about it, but we just kind of move forward. So, um, while I knew I was ovulating, he probably had a good idea, but he doesn't fully know like all the things I know. Cause there's signs too. If you're super in tune with it, you can kind of tell like when you're going into that, like I would get cramps, um, and some other things that I would notice. And so that's also a sign that you can see. Um, but I was also expecting for things to be maybe a little abnormal just due to the situation because we had had that loss like a couple weeks prior. Right. So I wasn't expecting to, you know, in four weeks exactly get a period, move on as normal. I thought things might be a little wonky, which is why I was using those OPKs. So about a week after I had estimated the ovulation day, um, I did start having some symptoms that were a little weird. And this was actually while I was away in Georgia for a work conference, but I was also battling like a nasty cold at the same time. So it was hard to tell what symptoms were from what. Yeah. I remember you like telling me that you, you were like, oh my gosh, this like crazy stuff is happening on this trip to Georgia, but I'm like not feeling that great. And I'm like, it's a networking event and like, yeah, I'm feeling sick and kind of, I mean, I'll let you get into it, but yeah, I just thought you were sick. Uh, Yeah. So kind of going into what was happening on the trip. So I had gotten in and I kind of knew, so I woke up the morning, I had to get up at like four in the morning for my flight and I felt terrible. Like I was really stuffy and I just didn't feel the greatest. And I could tell my anxiety was a little bit higher than normal, which uh, I think I've mentioned in the past, like I was uh, medicated for anxiety for like two years when I was in undergrad and I've managed it really well. So I'm pretty in tune with that as well. And I haven't had any of those situations in the past couple of years, really. So the, the day I got there, I was, I was doing pretty good. Um, we got there and, you know, I was able to hang out, but the next day it was at like an award ceremony and I started having this like rapid heart rate and I'd been sitting for like 40 minutes or something. And so it shouldn't have been high. Yeah. You didn't, you tell me it was in like the one forties or something. Yes. It was like one forty. Yeah. And so I, I literally got up and I walked out of this conference like center area and I called Kanan because I like to talk to him. He's kind of been there through all these experiences with me. So I was like, Hey, I don't know what's going on. Like I might be having a panic attack, but like I'm not having any of the other symptoms. My heart rate's just like going crazy. Mm -hmm. And this conference that I was at was actually, um, one with like a bunch of doctors and providers and everything else. So I was like, what a perfect place to have these things happen. (laughs) So I pulled our provider, um, that I work with at Duncan and I was like, Hey, like I'm just something weird's going on. And she was like, okay. And she was asking me and I, I was on some, like I was taking cold medication, like decongestants and stuff and using nasal decongestants. Um, and like sprays and stuff. And she's like, well, maybe you're just having a bad reaction to that because it's, it can happen. Right. Um, it can like raise blood pressure and whatever. So she's like, well, you know, you took it around noon and this is about maybe the height of where it will be. So she's like, 
you know, just hang out. If you need anything, like call me. And so I literally went and like laid in the bath. And I remember I was just like, I was listening to like, um, meditation music. And I was just like chilling there. Cause I was like, I need to get my heart rate down. This is so crazy. Um, and I ended up obviously being fine and it was just weird. And then I woke up the next day and the whole day I was doing super fine. Like everything was pretty good. I was kind of like a little anxious because I was scared something was going to happen again. Yeah. But then the next morning in the last morning, so I was going to leave that day, I woke up and like, I must've been sleeping with my left arm above my head because my left arm was tingling and numb when I woke up. So immediately I start panicking Yeah. and I'm like hyperventilating. And I was like, come on, Peyton, like get it together. You know, my heart rate's going crazy. And I just thought that was so weird. And so I texted Kane. I was like, oh my gosh, like, I think I am having like a panic attack. Like what is going on? And he's like, that's so weird. Well, cause that hasn't happened to you for years and years. Yeah. Like, so like very abnormal, like you don't operate in that right state. And I've like gone on trips and I've like had all these things and like, it doesn't happen. And I'm pretty good at like noticing if it's coming on, but it was just so weird. And I thought that was weird. Yeah. But I was like, you know, I'm also sick. Like there's a lot going on, whatever. And so I ended up getting back from that work trip. So it was a Thursday. Um, and it was later at night and I, I noticed I was kind of crampy and I told Kanan that. And after the fact, he was like, I literally thought you were going to get your period. And I was like, yeah, me too. Like, but I knew it shouldn't have been coming for like a week. And you know, at least I didn't know when it was going to come. And so I took a test that Friday morning and I would have literally only been like eight or nine days past my estimated ovulation date. So like the absolute earliest you could possibly know. Crazy. And I saw the faintest line, but I also wasn't sure like if it was an indent line and I didn't want to like test a bunch. I was just like, okay, it's too early to like really know too much anyway. So I'll just like wait it out through lunch. Um, and so then I literally didn't tell Kanan I went to work because I was like, I don't know what this is. And I don't want to like get him all worked up and he's like dead asleep right now. Cause he goes to work later than me. Mm-hmm. And so I went to work and I came back, um, at lunchtime and I took another test and there was like for sure a line there. <laughs> and then I literally FaceTimed Brooke immediately. Cause I needed to get a second opinion on this line. That was very much so like for sure there. Yeah. It was there. There there was, there was no, no question need for a second opinion, but I was happy. <laughs> yeah. So I like, do you want to tell the story about me calling you? Cause I feel like it would be funny to hear it from your perspective. Yeah. Well, it was, I mean, <clears throat> Peyton and I are in like constant communication, whether it's like texting voice notes or even like videoing ourselves on Snapchat to just like explain a story quick. And so, and, and we call each other, but we don't typically like FaceTime. Yeah. So she's FaceTiming me in the middle of the day and I'm like, huh, she must just need to like show me something quick or whether it's like for work or whatever. Like I didn't think anything of it. Did you not have, did you think mm, at all? It kind of, I, I didn't really think yeah. that it, that you were going to say like, Hey, look at this test or like, <laughs> Hey, I'm pregnant. But I, I mean, I had a couple thoughts like run through my mind before I picked up the phone, but I, my immediate thought was, Oh, Maybe she needs me to, I don't know, maybe you were like hanging a picture on the wall or like had wanted me to like look at something for like work or peachy plate or Mm -hmm. something. Right. And I mean, there was like a brief thought that was like, what if like 
maybe. And I was like, no, whatever. I'll just like, I'll pick up the phone obviously. And then you, I think you were in your bathroom and you were like, um, so I need your eyes. And I was like, okay. (laughs) So I was like, okay. And then you like immediately show the test. And I think my jaw just dropped. I was (laughs) like, did you literally, your mouth was open. You're like, I sitting there. I swear. I thought that you, you like took a picture. Maybe it was on accident. I want to see if we have that. If so, oh, we'll, I haven't looked. I'll have to look. If so, we'll post it. But yeah, my jaw just immediately fell and I was like, there's no way. Well, one, because I had known about the loss yeah. too. Yeah. And knew that like you were still not recovering from that, but like emotionally, yeah. like mentally recovering right. from that. And so I just kind of was like, I mean, I didn't think it was possible yet. <laughs> yeah. And so I was like, oh my gosh, no, like there's for sure a line. Like I, I'm still kind of in shock. Like yeah. I still don't even really know how to describe it or like Peyton's over here and speaks so eloquently about the whole process. And <laughs> I'm the one who's like, no, this is shocking. Like, yeah. <laughs> I, I just didn't know. And so, yeah, she was like, no, literally like this, is the earliest I could, I could possibly know. And when I thought, when I thought she said the earliest I could possibly know, I was like, oh, she's like five weeks along, like five or six weeks along. Yeah. That's crazy. And now we sit here today and she's like, oh no, I'm five weeks along today. And yeah. so I'm like, what is this process like? So she's taught me so much, but yeah, my immediate reaction was just like, no way. Yeah. I was so excited. Like I'm so excited. I've already told her a thousand times. I'm cannot wait to spoil this kid. Yeah. I just remember I was like, I was scared Kanan was going to come home. Oh yeah. So you I were like, like, I think Kanan's yeah. So I, I knew, hung up I knew before Kanan, just so everyone, <laughs> just so everyone's aware. I knew Peyton was pregnant before her husband. True, so true. She will probably know before Matt as well, whenever that happens for us. <laughs> but she was like, Oh, I don't know if Kanan's home over lunch. I'm going to let you go. And I was like, are you going to tell him? And she's like, I don't know. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> and I didn't, I literally didn't. I had to go because I am the worst like secret keeper yeah. ever. I can't. We both are. We can't keep our mouth shut. As, like I can keep other people's secrets, but I can't keep my own because right, I'm right. like, I just need to tell someone. Same. And so Kanan was like, Hey, are you home? Like he had texted me and I was like, uh, yeah, like I, yes. and in my head, I'm like, I got to get out of here. Like I got to go. Cause yeah. he's going to know something's up. <laughs> and so I was like messing around in the garage when he, open the garage door. He's probably like, what is she doing in the garage? But I was trying to come up with some like story about what I was doing. Anyways, I ended up telling him that night, but yeah. Okay. Well, I do want to ask how you have been feeling. Like, have you noticed any changes, whether that's like physically, hormonally, emotionally, like what are you currently experiencing in like this moment? Yeah. Yeah. Um, overall, I feel like I've been feeling pretty good. It's kind of crazy because you just don't know what to expect. And the main thing is I've been so tired, like exhausted, tired. And I'm typically one where I can, you know, run, run, run. I usually do get tired, but it's not until like 1030 at night, maybe 11. But I've been in bed at like nine o'clock sharp every single night. Kanan literally was like told Paisley the other day, our dog, he was like, "Uh oh, mom's gonna like become a pumpkin now because it's getting to be nine o'clock." Because I literally just sit there, and yeah. it's also eight eighteen p.m. right now. So yeah, we're, she may start to get a little delusional. <laughs> it's true, um, but yeah, so very tired. I've also been having some like cramping and back pain, which is a little bit scary just due to my history. But 
it's also super normal because your uterus is starting to adjust, whatever. There's a lot of things going on. Um, and then I've also had more bloating than usual. I feel like I have just as women, I feel like we always tend to have like problems with this, but, um, specifically I can tell it's not really like the painful bloating that I normally would feel. Um, it's more of just like a full feeling. Um, but nothing super, super crazy. And I have had some nausea here and there. Um, but again, nothing crazy yet, which I'm thankful for. I just know that for me, a telltale sign of pregnancy now, just based on the past two months is perioral dermatitis. And if you don't know what that is, it's kind of just like a skin condition that flares up around your mouth. It's almost like a ring around your mouth. Um, and it almost looks like a heat rash, but it can be due to like hormonal changes. Sometimes they don't really know the cause of it, but I've had it before, um, with some hormonal changes and I worked with my dermatologist to handle it, but I, it flared right away with both of these pregnancies. So that's something I'm like, Oh, that's a little weird. And I did notice that when I was in Georgia, but I thought it was residual. Like I didn't think it was new. Yeah. And so that was kind of weird. Um, also I've been waking up in the middle of the night to either pee. Sometimes I don't have to, it's just like, I'm wide awake. So mm -hmm. I'll go to bed at like nine and then I wake up and it's like three in the morning and I'm just like, I shoot awake and I'm like, okay, I'm like ready to rock and roll. And Yikes. that's terrible because there's the other day I literally got on my phone for like an hour and then I fell back asleep. But, um, typically I can fall back asleep, but sometimes I just feel like I'm wide awake. And then I also did just have, this was last night. Um, I woke up this morning sobbing because of a very vivid dream. Um, and I'm not usually like a big crier. I'm like an empath. So I'll, I'm the crier. Yeah. Just so everyone's <laughs> yeah. just so everyone knows. So I'll like cry if something happy is happening or I'll cry if someone else is crying, but like, I don't typically get super emotional in general. Um, but yeah, I woke up in my dream. It was just like this dumb dream where everybody was mad at me and they wouldn't tell me why. And I felt so guilty that I had hurt somebody and I didn't know why they wouldn't tell me. And so I was like sobbing and I woke up and there was like legit real tears, like running down my face. It was so sad. Um, but another thing is that Kanan said also, and I quote that I've been acting crazy lately because I guess I've been laughing more than usual, but I think I'm just like delusional from the exhaustion. Uh, but overall I would say that I feel good. I'm just a little anxious, which is to be expected. I think yeah. regardless, people are nervous about, you just don't know. There's so much unknown right now and you can't even get like a scan for weeks. Right. So, and, and obviously like with your history, I think it's yeah. very, I don't want to say normal, but it's like, there's absolutely a reason right, for you to like feel anxious. Like I think that's warranted and like valid. Right. Yeah. Um, okay. Do you want to talk about like any labs at all? Like what to look for? Um, I know that this was like a very beginning stage of mm -hmm. your process. And so is there anything you want to touch on there? Like whether it's HCG, progesterone, et yeah. cetera. Yeah. So Due to having the previous loss, um, right when I found out, I called the clinic and they wanted me to come in fairly quickly to get my labs drawn for HCG, which is the human chorionic gonadotropin and progesterone. And HCG is what your at-home 
pregnancy tests are looking for and is often called the pregnancy hormone because it's actually made by the cells formed in the placenta, which then nourishes the egg after it's been fertilized and becomes attached to the uterine wall. So this is obviously like a really important lab value in pregnancy and in general. And typically you want to see your HCG levels double about every 48 to 72 hours in early pregnancy. If they fail to increase at this expected rate, there could be other issues or it could be a non-viable pregnancy. They'll just usually look into that a little bit further. On the flip side, HCG doesn't necessarily mean that everything's perfect and a-okay either. So it's just kind of a lab value and it can only tell you so much, but it does help to know if your levels are increasing at a normal rate. Because now that I know, looking back, my tests were never getting darker before, um, which they can slowly darken over time, but like they were very light for a long time. Whereas this time they were progressively getting darker. And so, um, moving on to progesterone, progesterone is another really important hormone in pregnancy that I didn't really fully know about until my situation. You just learn so much going through the process. Um, but it's important because it's critical in like thickening your uterine lining, which helps a fertilized egg grow into an embryo and then to a fetus. It's kind of just like helps with the whole pregnancy process of it forming. And my OBGYN had me come in on that following Monday. So again, I found out on Friday, she had me come in on Monday to get my first labs drawn and scheduled me for that repeat draw on Wednesday. So 40 hour, 48 hours later, Luckily, my labs looked really great. HCG on Monday was 107, and then on Wednesday it was 264. So it was a little bit over doubling, which is good. Um, however, my progesterone was a tiny bit low for what they wanted to see. I guess they normally want it to be um, above a 10, and mine was 9.7, although I was really early in right. the process. So that might have just been the normal progression because, again, I found out like so early. Um, but they wanted me a little bit higher. And so I was really happy that my provider was a little bit more proactive in that because she did give me an oral, um, progesterone supplement to take through week 10. So I, again, had that, you know, 9.7 on Monday and I started that supplement that night. And then by Wednesday it was 20.5, which is really, really good. Yeah. So I was really happy to see that. And I'm also like sending these screenshots, of my values to Brooke every single time. I love it <laughs> every single time. And I'm like, they're looking good. Like everything's looking good. And again, it doesn't mean that everything's perfect, but it means that we're trending in the right direction and kind of gives me a little bit of relief at the same time. Yeah. I've told her that if Kanan can't make any of these appointments in the future, I will be there. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> literally. Um, and I guess to add on to progesterone, they don't hundred percent know like if low progesterone causes losses in pregnancy, but they do suspect that it could potentially be the issue with repeat losses. So again, I was just really happy that my provider was on top of it. Um, and I had mentioned that they're going to have me on it through week 10. And that is because, um, once your placenta is established, which usually happens like in the first, by the end of the first trimester, um, your placenta then is taking over the production of progesterone. So whereas in early pregnancy, it's being made by what's called the corpus luteum, which is just basically a mass of cells that forms in the ovaries. So 
my body is just maybe producing it at a lower rate, which is why they're giving me a little bit of assistance with it. Um, and then hopefully by, you know, week 10, 11, 12, my placenta will take over the production of that progesterone, which is why then I can come off the supplements. Amazing. Um, okay. So were you taking a prenatal? Are you currently still taking one? And if so, which ones would you recommend? Yeah. So, um, I actually started taking a prenatal a little bit earlier this year around April because I figured we would start trying later this year. Um, we had kind of already had those conversations and I wanted to make sure that things like folic acid, which I'll talk about in a little bit of detail further along. Um, I wanted to make sure that was in a good range as I had been on birth control for literally like 10 years. Um, and many of our nutrients that are essential for pregnancy can be depleted by birth control. So that was something I was aware of and knew I wanted to just start being proactive about in the beginning. Um, and I currently have two different prenatals that I use and I actually really like. So the first is full well, which is a pretty comprehensive prenatal that was created by a registered dietitian actually. And the second is ritual. So ritual has a prenatal. Um, the reason that I have two is because I typically have like borderline low to moderate iron and the full well brand doesn't have iron because a lot of people don't need it. So they don't want to just like add it in there. Um, whereas the ritual prenatal does. So, I mean, I could just take a iron supplement, but I figured it wouldn't hurt to maybe be like bouncing back and forth a little bit with that. Right. Um, and so another reason why I have both is because the full well prenatal can actually be kind of difficult to take. There are eight pills in the day, which is like a lot. And I can, I could not be recommended. Yeah. And ritual is just two. So there's some of that too, where I know both are providing me with some great things. So especially when I'm feeling crummy, like I've had, you know, some of the waves of nausea, it's a lot easier to take two pills than it is to take eight. Yeah. Do you spread the eight out during the Sometimes, sometimes I'm just do them in one fell swoop. The other times I'll do like maybe four in the morning and then four at lunchtime. Um, but they are kind of hard to take, but they're so comprehensive, which is why it's so nice to take them. Cause you know, you're getting a lot of good nutrients there, but, um, with that too. So the full well ones also don't have your fish oils in them. So then I have to take two little fish oil pills with it. So it's like 10 pills, which I'm someone who never takes medicine anyways. Yeah. Like, when I was talking about going to Georgia and taking the cold medicine, that's like the one time. And then I had those symptoms and I was like, this is why I don't take medicine. Like I literally don't. It's just, if you know, these prenatals are really important. So I think it's worth it to like do the best you can with them. Um, but yeah, again, that's why it's kind of nice to have the ritual brand on those days too, where it's harder to take those because the ritual brand does have omegas in them already. Amazing. Yeah. Um, okay. Well, kind of speaking about the nutrients that are important, especially during the early stages of pregnancy, I know that this is something we learn throughout, Mm -hmm. um, the course of becoming a registered dietitian. Um, but do you want to talk about some of these and kind of why they are important to you and, and baby right now? Yeah. So there's quite a few super important nutrients, but I think one that is really close to the top of the list is folic acid. So it's, actually just vitamin B9. We just, nobody calls it B9. They call it folic acid. Yeah. So kind of with B vitamins, you hear it as that. Yeah. B B vitamins vitamins, or like a B vitamin complex. And so there's like 
vitamin B6, B9, B12, et cetera, et cetera. So folic acid is just vitamin B9. Yeah. Yeah. So this was the nutrient I mentioned when we were talking about, you know, the prenatals and stuff. So folic acid helps actually form what's called the neural tube in early pregnancy, which basically forms the early brain and spine of your baby, which obviously is very important. Um, and you want to typically have an appropriate amount of folic acid prior to conception because what you have in your system is what's immediately utilized for that. So it can help prevent some very major birth defects. And a lot of prenatals will have like a pretty large amount of folic acid, even sometimes above the recommended 400 micrograms per day, just I think to cover the bases. Yeah. Um, do, so we know we can take a supplement that contains folic acid, Mm -hmm. but what foods contain folic acid or should someone who is pregnant rely primarily on a prenatal supplement? Yeah. So a prenatal is going to be really important in general for most things, but if we can supplement with food, that's the goal. Um, again, prenatals are supplements, so they supplement our diet. They're not replacements for our diet. So some of the things with folic acid though, um, There's a lot of foods. These are just a couple, um, you know, even just a quick Google search. I would not say this for most things, but a lot of times you can find how much, um, you know, folic acid is in foods, but things like legumes. So beans, peas, and lentils have a pretty good source. Asparagus, um, fortified cereals and grains are a big one that they started fortifying these with folic acid. I don't know how many years ago, but they realized the importance of that. And so they do that. And then also like leafy greens and some other foods too. So those are just other things that you should keep, you know, on hand to continue to boost that folic acid consumption. Awesome. Um, Okay. So what about protein and calorie needs during this stage, the first trimester? What does that look like for you right now? Yeah. So unfortunately, um, (laughs) you don't actually need any additional calories in the first trimester. So although I feel like I'm starving and I could eat all day, like as most pregnant women, I feel like are you kind of go in those phases where you're like, "Eh, I don't really feel good. I don't want to eat. And then you're just like starving. Um, but your body doesn't actually need those extra calories until usually like the second or third trimesters where then you typically are adding only about 200 to 400 extra calories. Right. So nothing super crazy there, especially not right now. And maybe as we get further along, we can kind of touch on that. Like, yeah. you know, when we're in second and third trimester. Yeah. Maybe um, we do this again right before she's about to give birth. Yeah. Yeah. It would be good. We talk about birth plans and all of that. Right. Um, okay. So how have you been physically taking care of yourself? Exercise routine, sleep. What has that looked like for you over the past five weeks? Yeah. So I feel like I've still been trying to exercise normally. However, I've mostly been walking due to just being really tired. Um, You probably all know that if you go into the gym and you're really tired, it kind of sucks. Like it doesn't feel super successful, even though you can still do some things, you just feel weak and like not the greatest. So um, with that sleep has really been my priority. I think sleep is such an important part of this process, which is why I've been going to bed at like nine o'clock. Um, the progesterone also, I've read that it can make you more sleepy and also more symptomatic. So like cramps might be a little bit more amplified or some of those symptoms that you just have generally. Um, but I feel like sleep has been a big one where I'm like, okay, my body needs this. I can tell. So instead of forcing myself to go do something else, I'm going to focus on 
you know, the sleep part. But then when there's days, like I think it was two days ago, I kind of had this like burst of energy and I went out and I pulled a bunch of weeds in oh, our yard. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> and I probably came and got home and I was like, I think I might've overdone it. And he's like, why? I was like, well, my back kind of hurts because I was bent check over. Check out the backyard. Like, yeah. Check out the backyard. It looks really nice. <laughs> um, so I try to utilize the energy spikes and then make sure I'm taking care of myself when I'm really tired. Yeah. For those who don't know Peyton, she is like, I wanted to say this earlier, but she is like the ultimate multitasker or just like get things done person. Like I need to like break up my day a lot of the time. And Peyton's like, oh, I'm doing this and this and this. And then tonight I'm going to do this. And so she's just like an ultimate multitasker in general. Um, I even feel like she gets more done right now as she's like absolutely exhausted than I do on a daily basis. But um, anyways, with that being said, maybe post trip to Georgia, how have you been doing like emotionally and mentally? Yeah. Yeah. So emotionally and mentally, it's, kind of hard to explain like I'm obviously really excited and I'm thrilled and I think also with that just comes like I would mentioned you're scared you're nervous um it's all at the same time I try to stay positive and I just know that the nervousness and anxiety aren't going to ultimately determine the outcome of what happens so I think if I can stay optimistic and just positive overall it'll it'll really help me because you can really spiral and get into a little pit if you think about it too hard. So I try to stay out of that as much as I can. Yeah. Positive vibes. Yeah. Okay. Well, what are you most excited about for becoming a mom? Yeah. I've, I think I've wanted to be a mom for as long as I can remember. I always tell people like I totally would have been the 20 year old mom. Like if I wasn't in school for so long and there are so many things that are like exciting for me, but I think something I'm most excited for is finding just another purpose in life. I think, I don't know if it's like, it's not just dietitians. I know that, but I think being someone in this field or I feel like I always want to learn more and I always want to do more and I always want to be more. And I feel like this is just a way that's like non-career related that I can have that purpose and like move forward. I like being needed and caring for others. And so I, think that's like some of what I'm really excited for. And then just excited to be a parent alongside Kanan. I know he's going to be like a really great dad. So yeah, I know both of us have had conversations. Like I feel very similarly to you in the sense that like, I vividly remember this conversation that my grandma and I had when I was like 12 years old and she asked me, she was like, Oh, like the typical, what do you want to be when you grow up? Mm -hmm. And I told her, at 12 years old, something that I could be a really good mom to. Yeah. And like, who says that? Yeah. (laughs) Um, But I've just always known too, that I wanted to be a mom. And I even more recently um, have talked to you about just my own like thoughts about timing and Mm -hmm. um, that it's something that I want to do, but like maybe not in this like current moment, but soon, but then right. why am I waiting? And so kind of having my own spiral, but yeah. anyways, um, I'm really excited for you and I think yeah. you're going to be the best mom. Um, do you want to make a prediction about the gender today or no? Yeah. Or yeah. So I will say, um, and I could be totally wrong, but for some reason, and I haven't even told Kane in this, I've told like you and my sister this, but I always find myself thinking about our baby as if it's a girl. 
for some reason, which is crazy. And I can't explain it, but it's also weird because I always envisioned, and I've always told people this, I've always envisioned Kanan and I having literally like all boys because Kanan is, he only has brothers. His dad has a ton of brothers and literally like one sister. Like there's not a lot of girls on his side. Your sister has a boy. Yeah. My sister has a boy and we don't mind either way. Like we're chill with whatever, but we'll just have to see if my like early instincts are right. I don't know. I kind of thought at the beginning when you first told me, I was thinking like, I kept calling the baby like she and like her and I was just associating it with like being a girl, but I don't know lately. Lately, I don't know. Yeah. I don't I'm just like, I could totally see being a boy mom, but for some reason I see Kanan being a girl dad more than I see you being a boy mom. Wow. Yeah. I mean, he would be a really good girl dad. I I think he's destined to be a girl dad, which is why maybe my instincts are right. Maybe you're right. (laughs) Oh, well, I guess, yeah, this is my next question about Kanan. Um, How does Kanan feel about becoming a dad? He's really excited. He's also always kind of known he wanted to have kids. And it was so fun for us to finally like decide that we were ready to try to bring a baby into the world. He is a man of few words as anybody who knows him knows that. But he did let out like a woohoo when I told him we were pregnant again. And that's about the extent of it. I mean, he does talk about now how he's so excited, Um, but he's just not like outwardly verbal about stuff like that. Like I am, but maybe we should force him to be on one of these to explain, force him to have to sit down and talk to us. (laughs) Yeah. But no, he's very excited. He's, I think too. So I'm 25. He's 29. He's going to be 30 by the time this baby's born and I'll be 26, which is crazy. But I just think he's finally to that stage where he's like, okay, like I'm ready to rock and roll now. Yeah, totally. Um, okay. Well, what are some overall like wellness goals that you have for yourself during pregnancy? Have you thought about anything like, I don't know. I know some expecting moms set goals for themselves. Maybe it's Mm -hmm. sleep, maybe it's hydration, maybe it's like, right getting outside to get some sunlight, walking, et cetera. Yeah. For me, I think the top like wellness areas of importance are one mental health. Mm -hmm. I think that's a very important one because I don't know what these hormones are going to do to me. Mm -hmm. And two nutrition, obviously that one's kind of a given I feel like and fitness as well. So especially with my history, I've really been focusing on kind of keeping myself mentally in a good space. We've talked about this a little bit, but My sister got me a pregnancy journal, so I've been doing things like journaling. I'm saying more prayers every day than I think I've said in like the past three years. Um, That's something that's also helpful for me. And just making sure I'm getting some sunshine and fresh air every day. That's like a big one for me is I always do well when it's sunny out and not cloudy and it's nice out. And that's like pretty much every day right now here in Nebraska. It's like cooling off a little bit. Some days are a little warmer, but for the most part, it's like sunny and really nice outside. So that's really, really nice. Um, we got to take that in while we can. Yeah. Nebraska winters are brutal. Right. And so rest is also huge for me with that in mental health. As I've mentioned, if I'm tired, like I'm going to bed, um, because I'm not going to stretch myself thin that way. And then I haven't had any like crazy, crazy nausea yet. I've mentioned, but some waves here and there, 
Um, so I've had a couple glimpses into like not feeling well or feeling like eating. Um, I've also noticed sometimes when I feel like this, I like favor carbs over protein specifically. And I've been really adamant in these early stages with my protein intake because I know at some point potentially like I could be really sick and it could be really hard for me to consume protein. So I'm trying to figure out ways to kind of adopt some of those habits of having a little bit more now. I have a genuine question here too. Yes. Do you you know if, um, is it common? Cause I kind of remember this from Mm -hmm. school, but for pregnant women to get like aversions to certain protein foods like meat, for example. Yeah. So like during pregnancy, mm -hmm. right. Just with some of those hormone shifts. Yeah. Yeah. And so that's pretty common. Like I've heard things like the smell of Mm. meat. Yeah. yeah, Like sometimes people have to have like their, their partner cook the meal if it's meat and they have to like be outside of the room because the smell itself will like make them ill. Um, other people like it's a texture thing or just like a smell or taste thing. Like they don't want it. It tastes different. Yeah. And so I've kind of heard. Yeah. So that is a thing. And I'm like trying my best to find like the biggest variety. So if I don't want one thing, maybe I can have another. Um, so obviously protein is really important, but also I'm trying to make sure that I'm still consuming a good amount of fruits and vegetables. Um, like, don't get me wrong. I've definitely been wanting and satisfying the craving of like chips, DQ blizzards, things like that. Because I think it's now that I'm tired, like we kind of crave that quick energy. We've talked about that quick energy, just being those more simple carbohydrates, like sugars (laughs) based on blizzards and chips. Um, and I think that's my body's just like, we want energy because I'm so tired. And so those things are like so quick. Absolutely. And so I've definitely, like I said, I've satisfied some of those cravings, but, um, nutrition is obviously an extremely important player in this journey for me. And it will be, and I think it'll warp and change throughout, you know, the next eight months. So I'm just hoping I can stay in tune with it there. And then kind of lasting with just fitness in general. Um, I also want to keep my body moving as I'm able. The exhaustion makes it really hard, but I anticipate that I won't feel so tired like the whole time. I'm hoping yeah, like that wears off eventually. So I just want to keep up with the habits of like lifting and being active in these early days. So then it's not so hard to get back into it later on. Yeah. Um, I'm sure it's hard to reform a habit if you get out of one for I mean, potentially anywhere from, let's say, like, five to ten weeks. Yeah, 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 right, because it's so easy to drop those and hard to get back into them. So trying to keep some of those, again, a lot of walks for me right now. I feel like that's kind of the main source. Um, Trying to do weightlifting, obviously, I know that's super important. And then in addition to kind of the fitness and nutrition part, like, water has been huge. I've been trying to drink so much water. Um, So... Those are kind of the main wellness goals. Nothing specific. I think just trying to be consistent throughout. Okay. Well, I know. Oh my gosh. Paisley playing with her toy. <laughs> um, I know that we've kind of chatted here for a while, but I, and I'm sure we'll continue to do updates like these, but is there anything else? Last question. Is there anything else that you want to add? thing I just want to add that like obviously being a woman is hard um it can be so challenging and also so rewarding at the same time so I'm planning to just be like as positive as possible during this time even though it can be easy to spiral um if you've been through a loss of your own or even just struggling with like the anxieties of the unknown in your pregnancy I am 100% with you and 
I think I'm just excited to be on this crazy journey for the next eight months. It's crazy that I'm already like over a month in. Um, and I just look forward to getting to meet our baby in either late May or early June. I am so excited. Yeah. Okay. Well, that is all for today. I'm, I'm so excited for baby Janicek and for Peyton and Kenan. And I just, I cannot wait to, I cannot wait to meet this kiddo, but Okay, please leave us a review, five stars, pretty please, on Apple Podcasts. And in your review, let us know what wellness topics that you'd like us to cover in the future. We want to hear from you and we want to learn more from you and we want to learn what you want to hear from us. So we appreciate you so much and we'll catch you next time. Bye. Bye.